0: Welcome, everyone, to this week's Torah for the Earth audio essay. I'm your host, Charlie Forbes, and this week I'll be addressing Parashat Naso, which is Hebrew for lift up. For those of you that have been tuning in over the past few months or so, I'd just like to say thank you and express my gratitude for your participation. This audio series is a work in progress, and this year is the first iteration of the project. Thank you so much for the support, and if you ever feel inclined, please feel free to comment or reach out to me regarding the content. I welcome anything you have to say. I apologize for her being a bit late this week and some other weeks as well, but I'm really doing my best to keep pace with the annual cycle. At the moment, I'm taking a Talmud intensive with JTS, this is the Jewish Theological Seminary of America which has been occupying much of my time and my headspace, so the Devar Torah that I'm going to share this week will be a bit briefer than usual. With most education at the moment taking place through Zoom or other online platforms, it feels difficult spending so much time on the computer writing and recording essays, even though my enthusiasm for Torah study is as alive as ever. Now so, and much of the Torah for the Earth commentary this year has come at a time of great concern. The world has been struck with a global pandemic, our collective way of life has been greatly affected, and many social and political injustices have been coming to light. In the transition from the book of Leviticus to the book of Numbers, the focus has shifted from the ritual purity of the Kohanim and their responsibilities in the Mishkan to the welfare of the entire Israelite community. In a similar respect, the world at large is also on a journey through the desert, working to defend and uphold the structures of our society that stand for peace, justice, and equality. Not only are we learning to navigate the wilderness as a unified whole, just like the Israelites, but we are also in need of a lifting up, An advancement of our mentality to a place where we participate in and can transform appropriately the suffering of this world. Between Parashat Bamidbar and Parashat Naso we have also celebrated Shavuot. This is the holiday that honors the giving of the Torah at Sinai. Historically, Shavuot was one of the three pilgrimage festivals. In Hebrew known as Shalosh Regalim, quite literally the three legs or the three pillars that are commanded in the Torah. In English, Shavuot is referred to as the Festival of Weeks. It comes after the seven-week period of Sefirat HaOmer, whereby we are continuously meditating on the integrity of our character and the soundness of our relationship with God. Because Parashat Naso introduces the concept of a sotah, literally a woman who strayed or a wayward wife, in essence, a woman who is suspected of being unfaithful to her husband, which may invoke a sense of inequality, I would like to point out that the Torah was actually given to women first. In Exodus 19.3, we read, Moses ascended to God, and Hashem called to him from the mountain, saying, So shall you say to the house of Jacob and relate to the children of Israel. End quote. In the Mechilta, we're told that the house of Jacob refers to women and children of Israel refers to men. And as we read in this verse, the house of Jacob is mentioned before the children of Israel. Torah for the Earth premises itself upon the notion that the Torah is inherently ecological, and if women are the ones who are to inculcate love of Torah in their children, logic then permits us to believe that the loving nature of women carries with it an ecological consciousness. When read within an eco-feminist perspective, and in conjunction with parashat naso, I certainly find the ordeal of bitter waters intriguing. This is the ritual that a sotah must go through to prove her innocence and her purity. It is in fact the only halakhic procedure in the Torah that depends on a supernatural intervention. There are of course reasons for this, but the procedure was conducted as follows. A woman suspected of adultery is brought before a Cohen Sacred water is drawn from the temple lava and is mixed with dirt from the floor of the temple. In the wilderness the floor of the Mishkan was sand but later once the temple was built a section of the marble stone floor was left loose so it could be lifted to retrieve the holy earth beneath the stone which can then be used in this ritual. The earth is mixed with the water and the woman is told to drink the mixture. If she's innocent She'll be fine, and actually her fertility will increase. And if she's guilty, well, it doesn't go well. The notion here, though, that a woman's purity and fertility correlates to her capacity to ingest two sacred elementals is certainly ecologically intriguing. There is, as one might imagine, a debate about whether this ritual protected women, or placed them in a vulnerable situation. But what I'd like to highlight is the connection between the earth and the deliverance of justice, and the partnership between women and the revelation of divinity. These are important associations for us to keep in mind as we're learning to seek justice for the earth and hold space for the voices of women that have been oppressed and marginalized for centuries. There are two more parts to this parasha that I'd like to address, the law of the Nazir which follows the descriptions of the sotah and the priestly blessings. A Nazir takes a vow to abstain from wine, not cut their hair, and not come in contact with a dead person. As an aside, some well-known Nazirites that you may be familiar with are Samson and Samuel. In the Talmud, We read about why the laws of the Nazarite immediately follow descriptions of the Sotah. We are told that the sages derived that one who sees a Sotah should undertake the Nazarite vow. This sheds light on the underlying purpose of the Nazarite status and what would prompt one to adopt it. In short, A sotah is someone who is believed to neglect their responsibility to God by allowing sensual pleasure to be the driving force in their life. Through temptation and rationalization, someone can actually convince themselves that adultery, one of the three cardinal sins, is an option. For someone who witnesses a sotah, we read that, quote, one should abstain from wine and stimulate one's spiritual impulses in order to escape the loose lifestyle that symbolizes the behavior symbolized by the sota. End quote. When placed within the context of an ecological hermeneutic, when we witness the dark side of the human imagination, the spiritual integrity of the individual and the entire world depends upon an adjustment of behavior. The Nazarite is a type of ascetic, but the fundamental precept is that when we witness human behavior swinging in a direction, a negative direction, we must enact a spiritual principle to inspire balance. Much of the world and categories of behavior are driven by sensual desires and material comforts that are destroying the earth. I think it's fair to say that there are paradigms being driven by the evil inclination. And when we are witness to these forms of behavior, the Torah is asking us to consider the Nazarite vow. I'm not suggesting you abstain from wine or let your hair grow, but I am asking you to inquire within yourself about a model of behavior that you can integrate into your life that can close the door to negative inclinations and swing the pendulum of creation towards sustainability and peace. The priestly blessings that are given in chapter 6 verses 22 to 27, which are also known as Nesiat Kapayim, literally, lifting of the hands, are a beautiful sequence of rhythmic poetry that invokes material blessings, grace, and unity. They immediately precede the tribal offerings for the inauguration of the altar, which were each brought on different days but were all the same. The priestly blessings remind us about the power of our hands to heal, and how the identity of our offering to the world is not dependent on what we bring to the world, but rather how we bring it. Don't worry so much about a thing you can bring for change. Lift up your sleeves, use your hands, and don't be afraid to receive a blessing. The whole world is in need of one right now. Thank you all for listening. It's all for now, and I'll catch you next week.